brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Check podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Catch the show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon on Check. Your local sports coverage lives here. Well, why am I watching it? Because it's on TV. With Don Taylor. Cucumber is the worst vegetable out there. No lasting power, no staying power. And Rick Dollywall. 45 minutes in front of a mirror, I banged it. Here's Donnie and Dolly. 10 o'clock in downtown Vancouver. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We're in the Paul Carson studio. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Don Taylor, along with Rick Dollywall. Our producer, the man of the controls, is Ryan Henderson. Our director, the voice of God, is Derek Wong. How are you? It's a good thing we have nothing to talk about today. Well, uh, the Canucks lose again uh, last night in overtime by a score of 4-3 uh, in Columbus. They once again blow a multi-goal lead to start the season. Uh, their losing streak to start the season is at four as they continue to add to that record of futility to four start straight. a season. First team ever to lose three games to start a season while uh, blowing multi-goal leads. You can now make it four. Also, Joey Kenward, our friend, your friend, uh, my friend, has informed me this is the longest winless streak to start a season since... Yeah, I bet you... Hold on a second. I know this because I wrote it down last night and when I do research... Uh, you do research? I, I, yeah, I, the people don't know this, but we do a ton of research at home. We don't just walk in here. Uh, <laughs> 1996... Well, no, it, it's close. 94-95. I was going to say 94. Uh, and, and that was three losses in a tie. And, and the reason I say you would never guess is because, well, first of all, your research is always off. There's <laughs> that. I, even if you do look it up. But 94-95, you're coming off the Stanley Cup uh, run in 94. You wouldn't think that would happen. But keep in mind that there was a labor dispute and that 94-95 season took That's a right. while to get going. That's right. So maybe that had uh, something... Uh, to do with it. Okay, look, normally at this time, we would talk about you know, what's wrong with the Canucks on the ice, what yep. about management, what about ownership. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yep. Uh, that'll be the focus of our poll question, as a matter of fact. Normally, we'd run some highlights as well. We will get to those also. But I, I believe in these sorts of things. Yeah. So, you know, bad luck, karma, all of that. And I've gone on and on. For the last couple of weeks, yes, since the preseason started, and we noticed this, that the Canucks have gotten rid of the green and white stripe <laughs> on their pants. Yeah. And how have they done in the regular season? Stripeless. Oh, three and one. Thank you. 
Okay, they did get a point last night, so let's let's uh, give. They're them still zero three and one. Th- thank you very much. We have a source inside Rogers Arena that has sent us a, a photo. Photo from I guess the bowels of Rogers Arena, Ryan. I, yeah. I'm not really sure. I, I, There's I a room. <laughs> you know how we all have a room. Maybe it's your garage cave, or just some uh, extra room yeah. in your cave, cave what? room or whatever they call it. Ryan's got that room at home. Okay. Anyway, now, now Donnie's going with. Yeah, just go on. Just go okay, on. Okay, exactly. You have an extra room where you just kind of throw Yes, things. a junk closet or whatever. A junk, thank you. Okay. That's it. There is a source of ours inside Rogers Arena. A mole. Who has discovered a room. And in that room, here you go. Here T- you go, Take folks. a look at this. Look at this. <laughs> the discarded old pants. <laughs> Blue pants. The stripes. The, the green and white stripes. They've got, look at this. It's a po- how many pants are, I don't know. Is there like 40? It must be 40. Something like that. There they are. And here, here's what I'm saying. That, well, first of all, you might want to you know, donate those or do a better job of disposing uh, of them or whatever the case may be. But if this losing streak continues, they got the pants there. Go back to the pants with the stripes. No. no. Does that look like they're hanging up, being ready to be reused? Who cares? That looks like the truck's coming, the U-Haul, and it's going to be shipped. No, off. I disagree. I think no. they put them in a room and they forgot no, about no, them. No, 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 no. But no. if this if this continues, yeah, bring back the stripe. In fact, what's their model this year? Unfinished believe, business. No, no there, there's pursuit. another one. The yeah. pursuit. Our pursuit. Our pursuit. Bring back the stripes. That should be the motto. Your the, motto they're is waiting. My pursuit of bringing back the stripes. It's hilarious, though, because it literally does look like somebody Something, opened a door. My house. Somebody yeah. opened a door. <laughs> Chuck them in oh, there. This room's empty. Just throw it in here. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. But there they are. <laughs> there they There's are. the key to the Canuck season. Right there. If this continues, uh, maybe it's just grab, send them to Minnesota. They play there Thursday. It could make a difference. Well, and for those of you that have shopped the equipment sale out there, let us know. I don't know if they sell pants. I think they do. Like, they sell the skates, gloves, sticks. I've seen all that. During oh, the beer they, league shinny days, I, I, I remember. You said shinny, right? Yeah, shinny. shinny with yeah, an N, I thought I heard way. something else. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you. Although, <laughs> that, that word might, <laughs> might come up if this season continues. Oh, yeah, well, it already has. The way it started, uh, I, I seem to remember friends of mine. I remember thinking John McKeechee used to have an old pair of Canuck pants. Oh, really? Oh. So they did make them available uh, Gooch. to people. Highlights? Let's do it. <laughs> Rock and roll, Derek. Nationwide Arena, Columbus, Ohio. Seven and a half minutes into Canucks shorthanded. EP40 over to BH53. Mesh rippling. One nothing Canucks. Three minutes later, Vasily put Coles in shot off the end boards right to Elias Patterson. A goal and an assist for him early on. Two nothing lead for the Canucks. Uh oh. Second period. Puck finds its way to Justin Danforth. He bunts it in like a modern day Rod Carew. 2-1 Jackets on the board, third period, still 2-1. Johnny Goudreau to Boone Jenner, locates Zach Wierenski, back door. Can I have had a problem with that? And the man wearing Yen hate is old number eight. Uh, does away with another Vancouver lead, 2-2, but then Quinn Hughes to Tucker Pullman. His shot off Bo Horvat, captain second of the night, 3-2. Blue Jackets answer, Johnny Goudreau, gathering speed. Around Riley Stillman, around the net, wrap around his guys. His second in Columbus Colors, 3-3. We're going to overtime. And in OT, Jackets break out two on one. Chinnikov over to Gavrikov. The dreaded Chinnikov-Gavrikov combination. Canucks 
again, cannot hold a lead. They're up 2-0. Rick, they're up 3-2. They lose 4-3 in overtime in Minnesota Thursday. Their home opener is on Saturday night against the Sabres to Buffalo. Uh, and For I'm those glad, of you who don't speak yeah. uh, French, that's the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, Buffalo Sabres. I'm glad those two guys that scored for Columbus in overtime do not play for the Canucks. My goodness. It's actually okay. quite, quite uh, once you break it down, good by not you. that bad. Good job by you. Okay. Now, you ha- have spoken to people. Uh, yeah. So, I, I talked to Jim Rutherford this morning. How about the pants? <laughs> no, I actually asked him. You guys heard the conversation i asked him about tiger williams scoring but it wasn't him in the net anyways riding the stick of maple leaf gardens anyways <laughs> you're getting right down to the meat of the matter let me get going here jim rutherford at the nhl board of governors meetings with uh, francesco aquilini mm-hmm. uh dan rutherford went to watch uh, the canucks last night he's going to go to minnesota to donnie as well um, I think he thought they, the the habits were better last night, Don. The mm-hmm. system and the structure in Columbus, uh, playing the right way uh, is something that is really important to him. I, I will say this. I talked to him about the cap going up, Don, and it could mean one to two more players in Vancouver. So it's really good news for capped out teams, cap teams that go to the cap. It's really, really good. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, he's hoping they can uh, get a victory in Minnesota and uh, come home with at least three points. Because right now, Donnie, if you go to Minnesota, you don't get a point, you come back one out of ten, not good. You, last week, one said... ten points. Donnie said, oh, they're going to come back one and four, or oh, and five. You know, it's very scary stuff, Donnie. Uh, so anyways, uh, he expects... Uh, he did think there was... Uh, he liked the way they played last night in Columbus. Mm. Much better in the first three I think games. I said that in relation to the injuries. That yeah, you did. And, and they are getting injured. I do want to say one thing. Just throw me right under the bus. Uh, you did. You said they're coming back one and four, Don. I'm telling you what you said. I do want to say this. I know there's a lot of people, uh, not just local media, national media. You know, Bruce is in trouble. Uh, you know, there's going to be a coaching change. Uh, this is my opinion. Uh, as of right now, I don't get... Uh, the vibe the vibe that that's going to happen I don't get the vibe that you're going to see a coaching change in Vancouver it's only four games in I I get the vibe one thing I know about Rutherford and this is not his quote but this is my quote Mm. Uh, when you talk to Jim Rutherford you get the one feeling Donnie he's a very patient man and all those people out there clamoring for a coaching change I don't I don't see it anytime soon that's just my gut my Rick yeah can, can I say something yeah go ahead like, what was the deal then with that press conference at the end of last season, you know, um, questioning the zone exits and the structure? Yeah. And, and I think if that press conference hadn't have happened, yeah. that people, you know, even after a really difficult start to the season, they wouldn't be speculating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that, that's true. That's true, too. Is that fair? Yep, that's true. But uh, also, I'm going to bring this up to you. And, and there's a ton of factors that go into a coaching change. Donnie, Travis Green sitting at home. In Anaheim right now, mm-hmm. collecting checks for two point seven million dollars. Bruce Boudreaux's yeah. making over two million. If you're the owner of this franchise, Donnie, do you want to pay five hundred coaches, you know, five six million to not coach the Vancouver Canucks? It's it's just that that. Anyways, that's my gut feeling mm-hmm. that uh, for those after talking to Jim, Rutherford. I, yeah. not after talking to Jim. This is my gut. Okay. This is my gut, not Jim's gut. I'm just telling. Oh, Jim talked about. <laughs> Jim talked about uh, Columbus. Uh, he was happy with the performance <laughs> last night and the cap. But my gut tells me there's going to be some patience. He's positive right now. Yeah. Despite he, he's everything to that's be positive. happening. More positive in the media and Canucks Twitter. I want to get this last thing in. Connor Garland, healthy scratch last night. Yes. I got to say, I get a kick uh, when a significant player gets healthy scratch. 
the amount of people in our industry that go on the air and say he's he's traded is amazing to me. How about making a Dickens. phone call? Okay. Just uh, let me finish because this right. will, this one bothers me. How about making a call before you go on the air and tell uh, the people of Vancouver that he's being traded? How about making a call to the team or the agent? Garland was strictly a coaching decision. A $5 million player sat a message sent by the coach, Don. Simple as that. What if he and, gets traded later today? Okay. I, uh, Garland's agent, his phone was ringing off the hook last night. It was, it was hot, Donnie, hot. And uh, it was blowing up. Uh, it's got nothing to do with the trade. It's got nothing to do. They have not asked for a trade. The, the Canucks are not uh, moving this guy right now or last night. It was simply a coach's decision. But you but, can see how people might jump to that why? conclusion. This well, is a significant well, player. Yeah. That they gave up, you know. I mean, it wasn't Jim Rutherford and Patrick Elvine, but they gave up significant assets for. Yeah. And, and he's a healthy scratch. He's a, but you know, arguably I, top six player. Yeah, he just scored in Philly. Uh, you know, he just scored in Philly. I, there was nobody in this market saying he's got to be uh, a healthy scratch. Did you read no, anything no, anywhere? Nobody. Yeah, no. nobody. So I, Other I just, candidates. I think it's. I, I think it's a coach sending a message, uh, Donnie, to the players saying, "Look, you got to be better." Bottom line. To, to be honest, yeah. I had pro- more problem with him, and I know Tyler Myers came back, but there were other yep. candidates. I had more problem with him scratching Kyle Burroughs. Yeah, like, Kyle Burroughs plays with a lot of edge and, yeah. and energy. It was it was strange because Did of the you, Canucks website. He was uh, he was one of their pregame interviews yeah. in the morning, and then all of a sudden he he scratched. Now, Let, uh, uh, sorry, just very quickly, do we know he's one hundred percent healthy? No, after we don't. The, no, no, he, no. Hold it right. a second. I do he know that playing. Kyle Burrows is healthy. I do know that. And Bruce said in the post game, I felt real bad about taking him out, but it was a right shot, left shot thing. And 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 I uh, so so he but Pullman played. He's a right shot. No, I, I I get what you're saying. He felt bad about taking Burrows out because the night before he was their best. Defender. Defenseman, but he took him out because after getting hit too. Yeah, and mm. uh, did you see Stiltman? I, I mean, Goudreau went around him on the wraparound. I mean, it's uh, you know, got to find a spot for a guy like Burroughs. And Jack Rathbone again, just sitting out there. Mm-hmm. Eight uh, defensemen uh, yeah, have played for I, the Vancouver Canucks this year. Uh, Jack is not one of them. You know what? For crying out loud, send him down to the farm. Get let the kid yeah. play. Let the kid play. Okay, we talked about uh, the scratches. Let's focus on Connor Garland again. Derek, if you don't mind, this would be Boudreaux clip number uh, two. Here's Bruce Boudreaux on making Connor Garland last night a healthy scratch. I know how good he can play, you know, and uh, but I know how good a lot of these guys can play, and they haven't done it yet. So, I mean, uh, it's not just Connor. I mean, he'll play He'll play again, but, I mean, it's uh, uh, we've got to get uh, better as a group. But I, I thought today was, you know, we didn't hang our head and sulk. We came out and we played, and I thought we played hard, and we played to win, and, and that's what I want them to do. Okay. Uh, the, the other thing with, with Connor Garland, it, ultimately you'd have to think Bruce Boudreaux isn't happy with his performance so far. Yep. But also, Rick, from, from what you know or what yep. you feel anyway, your gut, yep. or Jim's gut, <laughs> um, somebody's gut, um, is there just a chance that this was a, a ploy to send a message to the rest of the team and Garland was the player 100%, he picked? 100%. 100%. And, uh, 100%. He, well, yeah, he wasn't injured. He wasn't traded. It, it's just Bruce is not happy with him. And he sent a message saying, get better or else, you know, you're going to be parked there. Uh, when you send, when you healthy scratch a top six or top nine guy like that, Donnie, you're sending a message, get better or else. Bottom line. 
Time flies. We have a lot to talk about uh, t today. We had a lot of talk to talk about in this first segment, uh, but we got to get going. Do we not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, more to come. We have some more. We hope to fit them in. Uh, some more post-game interviews from the Canucks. Uh, Boudreaux on what he said to the team uh, afterwards. Tyler Myers on uh, his his return uh, to the lineup. I thought he was pretty good. What he played? 20, oh, yeah, twenty two minutes. Twenty two uh, uh, last night. Uh, a, a lot there. Also, I sent out a tweet right after the game. I was at oh, Port, was Port, Mo Port Moody Arena la last night, just asking people to comment and, and boy, on, did they on, ever! On what they did, and they uh, commented, and there are some words that were used that were frightening. If you're involved uh, with the Canucks, if if you ask me, yeah. uh, anyway, here's what's coming up on the show. We want to also get in Rick Campbell's uh, clips, Coach Rick Campbell, the oh, BC yeah. Lions. Looks like Nathan Rourke is going to return. Uh, for this football uh, team. They're in Edmonton on uh, Saturday. So DTMZ, is it just me coming up in the next hour? Uh, Jeff Patterson, who covers the Canucks like no one else and has for over two decades, he's going to join us uh, just after uh, 11 o'clock. A big ride that Quidigai uh, coming up uh, in this hour. And up next to talk Seattle sports. The Mariners are out. Seahawks doing much, much uh, better than ex expected. He'll talk about the Kraken, everything. Everything down there in, in Seattle. It's uh, Ian Furness from KGR Sports Radio. Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Donnie and Dolly, the team is supported by ableauctions.ca. Closing your business, we can help. Just ahead of Ian Furness, a reminder that our title sponsor here at Donnie and Dolly, our friends. Our good friends at Able Auctions. You okay? We're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of play oh. Oh. in Delaney's uh, OK Taron Langley inbox hop, on, on, hop. on pants. Yep. Uh, G in Richmond. That room must smell like 100 old dogs. <laughs> For people just tuning in, if you want to show oh. the uh, shot, Ryan, of the uh, discarded pants, Canucks pants, with the, uh, the stripe that they've also uh, discarded. No stripes on the pants uh, this year and. There, there are the striped pants. I got a feeling if you had the opportunity to go in that room and jump on that pile, you would. You love these uh, uh, pants so much. <laughs> what are you? You, you talk about, about these pants like it's just unbelievable. It's it's your greatest. Oh, I thought you meant like just no, generally just, people. Dude, would you like, would jump on that pile. You like love one those of those pants. foam pits. Yeah, those kids play. Uh, yeah, places. You know what? The, what? What's the Chuck E. Cheese's or something? Yeah. Like that. Is it Chuck? <laughs> is this Crash Crawlies? Yeah. We're good? Yeah. As uh, we bring in Ian Furness <laughs> from KJR uh, Sports Radio. How are you, sir? Is he, we got Ian? Yeah, well, Okay. We, we haven't I got found... Ian. There he is. Oh, there he is. Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm listening about pants. I'm going. hearing about pants. Well, um, I, I think they are they have yet to win a game without those pants, right? Yes. Well, they've gotten rid of their pants stripe. They have new pants. Yeah. They've gotten rid of the pant stripe. And our source inside Rogers Arena has showed us what they've done with those pants. They basically put them in a closet. So yeah. if the Canucks losing ways continue, in, and you can share this with your listeners down there. I will. Look, look for the pants, the, the stripe on the pants to come back. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't throw those. Away. I wouldn't throw those away right now. I mean, it uh, was it zero and four, zero three and one. Is that what yeah. we are? One, right? one, okay. one point in, in, in four games. It's NHL record setting. Well, Spencer Martin's going to get you a point no matter what. You play him uh, 82 games, he give you 82 points at least, right? Well, so, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's right. right. He has yet to play right. a game with the Canucks without getting a, a point. So there, there's yeah. a positive, and he did play well uh, last night. Didn't have a whole yeah. lot of help. Hey, uh, oh. Ian, as we move to Seattle here, um, what, 
What did the Seahawks know about Russell Wilson when they made that deal? Uh, pretty much everything that you're hearing, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, it, it's, you know, it's no secret uh, inside the organization, inside the building, what was going on. Uh, you know, a lot of us that cover the team had heard rumblings. And, you know, it's funny now there's a lot of people coming out and, and saying, well, you know, why wasn't this reported or why wasn't this talked about? I think both of you guys know well enough. Anybody who's been around sports mm-hmm. or covered a team and a beat, there's there's things you know that are reportable. There's things that you know that aren't reportable. There's things that, frankly, aren't even news. I mean, Russell being a jerk and being a pompous, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a news story. I'm not sure if that makes it you know, above the fold in the sports section. Uh, we had talked about it on our radio show. You have a little more leeway in, in these formats, like we're, yeah. like we're talking right now. And, uh, but, you know, I think they, they knew. They knew what he was about. And, you know, for those who want to say that he didn't change over the last few years, that's wrong. I mean, I interviewed him probably as much as anybody one-on-one. And mm-hmm. I just know the demeanor and, and the attitude and um, just uh, how, he, how, he was, how he was, it, it changed. He changed. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. And when you add into a possibility of diminishing skill set, pretty hard to understand how the uh, Broncos you know signed him to that deal although they had given up so much draft capital they pretty much had to yeah. is Geno Smith the better quarterback than Russell Wilson right now today yeah today today he is uh I don't know if that'll be the case by the end of the season I don't know if that'll be the case even next year Don to be honest with you I, but today he is and it's wild to think that I mean <laughs> what the odds have been of of that right but I I it's it's a fascinating topic to be honest with you because there was so much with Russell and so much behind the scenes and turning into kind of a celebrity diva quarterback that he did. Um, at the same time, watching a guy like Geno Smith, who's had a few shots in the NFL, has never been able to latch on as a true number one starter. And now here we are, you know, six games into the season. One guy is is just circling the drain and the other guy is on the way to being comeback player of the year in the NFL. Again, it's a long way to go. There's 11 games left. So I'm, I'm not ready to, to anoint Geno as the quarterback for this franchise for the next two or three years yet. Uh, but if I was to say I need I'm, I need a quarterback for this weekend, who would I take? It would be Geno and, and 100 times out of 100. Seahawks got themselves, and they are uh, at L.A. to play the Chargers on Sunday, yeah. uh, by the way. Uh, got themselves a pair of pretty good rookies. One is Kenneth Walker, the running back number nine in your lucky number program. But I want you to talk about, if, if you don't mind, <laughs> you remember that. I, oh, I love the lucky <laughs> number program. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I, I have visions of walking to the old Mercer Arena in Seattle uh, where the WHL first started. and You'd walk down the stairs, and this old guy, Lucky number, bro. Oh, I, yeah. I love that. Oh, <laughs> I miss that too, boy. What a reference, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, so do I. Hey, but uh, we mentioned the running back, uh, Kenneth Walker the third, but yeah. also uh, number 27 in your lucky number program. Yes. Uh, interceptions in four straight games. What do the Seahawks have, a defensive back, Tariq Woon? Oh, uh, he's, he's something else. Uh, you know, drafted in the fifth round, one spot different than Richard Sherman. Uh, the comparisons are obvious that people wanted to make, although they're just different. The only similarity is they're both really tall. They're both, you know, Tariq's a legit 6'5". I think Sherm's about 6'4". Uh, both very long. Both former wide receivers in college. Uh, but this guy's just athletically at a different level than, than Sherm ever was. Mm-hmm. You know, he ran like a 4'2-something at the combine. A legit 4'2". Everyone runs a 4'2-4'3", right? No, this is legit. Uh, he's that fast. Um, he's just super athletic. Just raw at the position. You know, Sherm knew what the play was for the other team before they snapped the ball. Tariq's got a lot to learn in that regard. Uh, but his athletic ability just makes up for it. Uh, he, you know, four straight day, four straight games with interceptions, a couple of fumble recoveries in there as well. Uh, he's turned into a guy that they're not throwing at anymore. No one's throwing at him right now. And so, they, you know, that's what, what made Sherman great was he would take away half a field, 
Like, like quarterbacks would not throw at him in his prime. So then all of a sudden you eliminate half a field, you know, and, and you know, as Russell used to tell us, it's 53 and a third yards wide, right? So, I mean, you, you take that away, and that's a huge advantage. And, and Wollin's starting to do that. Uh, and he's a great kid, good young man, just humble and, and, you know, happy to be here. It's just refreshing. It's, it's honestly, the team as a whole is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much youth. There's just three and three. I mean, there's a lot of folks I look around. It's like, wow, they, they haven't won anything yet. But I think what we're what we have seen is John Schneider and Pete Carroll, who many had left for, you know, being morons and, and dipsticks and weren't able to, to figure out a draft anymore and how to build a team. Well, this draft class and what they did in the offseason kind of feels a lot like what they did in 2011, 2012. Ian, let's go over to the Kraken. They have started the year 1-2-1, and one, but one thing that's intrigued me is uh, the development of 18-year-old uh, Shane Wright. Six minutes in his debut. Oh, follow, no, uh, oh, hold it. Started. It gets oh. worse. Two oh, healthy no. scratches, followed by gets to play a game again, and he gets six minutes. What are you doing here? And, uh, you know, we're going through this with uh, Jack Rathbone, although Rathbone's right. not a, a fourth overall pick. But tell us uh, what's going on with Shane Wright in Seattle. I don't know. I don't know. I, there's – boy, I'll tell you right now. I know you guys got the uh, – I listened to the show yesterday and before before the loss to Columbus. And, uh, you know, the, the you know is coaching the problem. And, you know, you're talking to Craig Button and, and all these guys about, you know, is, is Boudreaux on his way out. I, I think a hot seat is Dave Haxtall. I, I don't get what they're doing. I don't understand what they're doing. Uh, you know, and I think I, I've always, I've been around the junior game for so long, you know, going back to the early 90s. And I think, and you guys have watched enough of that level too. You know when a kid coming out of junior is ready to play. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't take a scout. It doesn't take a personnel director. Craig Button is the best at what he does. But it doesn't take Craig Button to look and say, that guy can play at this level and he, he's ready to go. Shane Wright's that guy. He's been that guy. I don't understand. They they are getting their doors blown off the other night. Yeah, uh, it's four one after two. They gave up another early. I mean, you guys have problems holding on to leads, multi goal leads. This team can't get an early lead. They've given up a goal in the first few minutes of three of the four games. Um, but it's four one after two against a good team that, frankly, you know you're not coming back on. And he gets six minutes and fifty seconds of ice time. I, I it makes yeah. zero sense. If and if they send him back this particular season. I, I I will just throw my hands up. I don't know what to even say at that point because you're not a Stanley Cup contender. You're a better hockey team than a year ago. No doubt about that. Better hockey team than a year ago. But, you know, if you if you want to if you want to develop a guy at this level, you've got to give him ice time and maybe it's not yep. in a 2-1 game late, but a 4-1 then 5-1 game in the third period, you're telling me he gets 6 minutes and 50 seconds. He's playing on the fourth line. Let him play with some guys. Alex Wenberg is a zero. He can kill penalties, and that's it. Why is he playing up high? I don't get it. Um, and, but you live in a we live in a market. There's not going to be criticism. Yeah. All right. That's like it. there just isn't. You know. And and I'm not the I'm not the most popular guy at CPA because there's I'll say stuff like this because I think it's true. You know. And I see the fans that are knowledgeable. They're on social media and they are saying the same thing. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And it makes no sense. I want to see the kid play. Yeah. Give him give him some minutes. And frankly, guys, if he can't. Well, then you've got nine games. Well, now you've got what he's played three, I think, right? Two or three games. Then you've got the four or five games to figure out if you want to send him back down. Yeah, but that that doesn't seem to make any sense either. Mariners, um, general consensus on their season, right? Uh, feels like there's a little left on the table, but they lost to probably a team that's going to win the World Series. If not, I mean, they should. They're the best team left in the playoffs right now. Uh, it was both. 
you know, euphoric and also catastrophic at the same time, you know, losing a game one, nothing to, you know, in 18 innings playing two full games and not being able to push a run across is, is maddening. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, you have to understand it was a heck of a season, a heck of a run. And we saw baseball come alive here again in Seattle. And I, you know, I think, you know, from, I mean, there's a, there's a time and a place to talk off season. It's probably not now, but uh, they do have some holes. There's no doubt. Their pitching staff is rock solid. They, all those guys are under contract, both in the bullpen and the starting rotation. You bring those guys back probably. Maybe you move Marco in the offseason uh, because he's your number five guy. Maybe Flex is number six. You move him too. But, you know, I think what I thought was just fantastic. And we joke about it all the time, right, with the, the hooligan Canadians coming down, when Toronto comes to town and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now there is a true rivalry. Like, it's not just, you know, Canada, U.S. and, you know, the two expansions. No. They played in the playoffs. Seattle whacked them in two straight. Yes. And, and, and it just, I think it adds to the rivalry. And then you add Houston into the mix. Sports are more fun, we'd all agree, right, with yeah. a rivalry. It just, they are. Definitely. And I think what, but it's only a good rivalry if it's competitive, and Seattle hasn't been competitive. Well, now with Houston they are, and now with Toronto they are, and I can't wait for those teams to come to town next year. Uh, the best is yet to come with this team. Julio, superstar. I mean, just a... a you know, grab your attention, captivating, you know, has the it factor superstars, Julio, some good young players. We saw Kelnick flash a little bit, although we had a tough rat last game, but yeah, I think it's, it's a bright future here for the Mariners. I'm not sure if I've ever said those words out loud before, but it's yeah. a bright future for the Mariners right now. So, which is a good thing. You said you're not the most popular guy at climate pledge, but you are number one in, in our, our lucky number program. Yeah. Wow, that would usually worn by a Gary Smith or Kirk McLean, I believe. Oh, correct? Wow, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah. as, Whoa, as a matter Nelly. of fact, there are some people who feel number one for Kirk McLean should be up in the rafters. Oh, yeah. before other the people, yeah. Well, yeah, no, dual, dual ceremony. Yeah, dual ceremony. I, we, I think Seattle's has or will do that with Ichiro and Randy Johnson, right? So it's you can do that with yeah. 51. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. I, yeah. By the way. By the way, I, I nailed, I think, all but one of the birthdays yesterday in my car, say, speaking out loud. People probably thought what was wrong with me is I'm driving home and I'm just, I'm nailing them left, right, and sideways. It's phenomenal. You, you got room, you got time to be a co-host on the show, by any chance? <laughs> whatever you need. You know, okay. whatever you need. I Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Donnie. It's really bad, Donnie. Really bad right now, Donnie. <laughs> I mean, they got, I mean, Noah Juleson. I mean, just first round pick, but just not a good guy, you know. I mean, yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> You'll be okay. All right, Ian, thank you. I'll see you, boys. Yeah, Ian for an SKGR uh, Sports Radio. Uh, the whole story with Russell Wilson, the, the way it's unfolded, and you know the fact that – well, here's another thing. We didn't even talk about it. But Denver's uh, first-round pick is going to be lower than Seattle. It's going to be you, lower. The way things are going right now. You never would have guessed that. You would never would have guessed that oh, Geno time. Smith would be outperforming a Russell Wilson at this point. Poll question has to do with the Canucks. We'll get back to talking hockey next. Donnie and Dolly, the team, on check. Canucks lose uh, another game as they blow another multi-goal lead in overtime. They lose in Columbus by a score of 4-3 in Minnesota on uh, Thursday, and that leads to our bet99.net poll question we changed right, the graphic there it looks it looks good uh, by the way uh, the graphic looks uh, be- and uh, ryan can you get it up there you go our bet 99 dot net our bet 99 dot oh ryan you're supposed to you didn't have dot, uh, dot com on the end what, it, i never it's do net. it's dot net but he doesn't have it there so anyways, i never do 
You don't have .NET there? No. Okay, anyways, our Bet99.NET poll question. Uh, who do you blame for the Canucks' uh, slow start? Look at this. Already over 1,100 votes. It's hopping. <laughs> <laughs> so and yesterday, popping. yesterday I put AB. That throws you off. Today, you think I should yeah, have you, .NET. It's got to be. That you got to put off. .NET there, though, Ryan. It's so easy with you. It's hard. Okay, here we go. Look at this. Uh, the poll question. Uh, players right what now. What is going on with you right now? I'm rattled. Okay, who do you blame for, uh, for the Canucks' slow start? The players, coaches, management, or ownership? Uh, players, 58%, guys. Plain and simple. Coaches, 3%, very low. Uh, management, 18 The owner, 20% blame the owner. You didn't want to have ownership I on didn't here. say that. I, I said uh, the owner doesn't back check. Uh, the owner doesn't turn the puck over in the neutral He's, zone. The owner sets a tone. Sets the tone for the whole franchise. He's the face of the franchise. Well, obviously, twenty. Yeah, but they're all three and one, Donnie. Putting it on the they're all three and one because of the players. You know, it, it's funny though. If if we were to say, I don't know, I don't know if funny is the right word, but if we were to say who is most likely to pay the price for the Canucks' slow start, yeah, I think coaches wins this. It's going to win and it yet, easily. You know, only well, just over three percent of people, yeah, uh, clearly in fourth place here say the coaches are to blame here. 58.5% saying the players, my take is management of the ones who came up with these players. Now we are hearing rumblings of some dissent to the Canucks dressing room, if I got that right. Uh, and this is, uh, there's a report, uh, uh, Donnie, on Twitter. Ryan's going to post her up here and about uh, uh, the Canucks dressing room. Uh, it's out of Chicago, isn't it? It's out of Chicago, and there was a player traded from Vancouver to Chicago. Jason Dickinson. Just over a week ago. So if we're going to put two and two together, we're going to get four. So, so Go so ahead. Uh, Ryan, you set it up because you, you know more about this. So today. Is this brought to you by Bet99.com? <laughs> on the Daily Faceoff live show, Frank Cervelli yeah. was joined by Blackhawks TV analyst Kobe Cohen. Kobe is a former NHLer, but he now works for Blackhawks TV. And the quote that he provided Frank was I've heard there's a lot of friction in that dressing room between some of the star players and the rest of the team. Real clicky. It's a real clicky dressing room. The way they're promoting players, particularly on their social media channels, and just everything that I hear coming out of that dressing room, it seems really dysfunctional at the moment. So that's a guy in Chicago that's saying it, right? Yeah. They, yeah, he's the one that's Colby saying Colby Cohen is answered yeah. why Frank, I mean, uh, maybe he told Frank, hey, team me up for this, and he was able to get it in. I don't know why Frank would ask him about the Canucks dressing room. Is it any surprise when they're, you know, they started the season this way that there would be issues regarding the dressing room? Right? I, I, I'm not so sure that's, you know, a, a huge it, a huge revelation. Is it, is it the number one reason? Look, teams could be like hate each other, and I'm going to yeah. go back to the okay. As I go ahead, I'm going to go back to early '70s. In John Korea, 1950, <laughs> Oakland A's, Reggie yeah. Jackson, Vida Blue, Raleigh. Finn, they all hated each other. Hated each other. Joe Rudy, and yet they won what three uh, World Series in a row? You can Shaq you can, and now, Kobe. I'm yeah, yeah oh, Shaq I, and Kobe. I'm going back a bit here. You're going you're going back a bit here. It, it, it can't happen. I don't think well, it's any big surprise. And also, you're talking about the source is clearly Jason Dickinson. Yeah. I would think. And he's, he's pissed off, right? The, the Messier dressing room in this city was divided. Well, that, that, that didn't work. Okay, that right? was divided. Sometimes but you don't overcome that let, stuff. Let, let me say this, uh, Donnie. I hate these stories about the dressing rooms. We're not in the dressing room. 
That first of all. So if I was in the dressing room and reporting this firsthand, I'm not in that dressing room. I don't know who likes who, who doesn't like who. I, there could be clicky. I don't know. But it just amazes me when these guys say that it's clicky in a dressing room when they've never walked in that dressing room, Don. No, but they're getting it from I, a source. Okay, but uh, source. Are, are, is it is it is it Miller? Is it Horvat? Is it Pedersen that is saying that our well, room Jason is Jason Dickinson had been in that. We in don't that room. know. We're guessing that it's Jason oh, Dickinson. Oh, come on, Rick. Please. We don't know. It's a guy in Chicago right. telling who you just that the Canucks traded? dressing room is clicky, Ryan. And who just got traded there? Come on. It's Jason Dickinson. Let's not. It, it is. It is. Clearly. Okay. I, 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 but, I, okay, there's a, a lot here. First of all, you can. You, teams can still play well if they're not the best of friends. Yeah. Okay. There's that. And then clearly, you're, you're, you're allegedly getting this information uh, from a pissed off player who's upset with the organization. Yeah. You know, letting him go. Okay? So, so, so there's that. Yeah. I, I, I take that with a grain, grain of salt. They're just they're not playing. And well. they're, they're not playing well. It doesn't seem like the right mix. Maybe that makes its way into the dressing room. I, I, I don't know if that's the biggest issue, honestly. No. Okay. It's not the biggest issue, but when this core group of players has provided the record they provided. It may be one issue, but look, one thing you realize, and I don't do this as much as I, I used to, but hanging around these teams. I know you always bug me about 94 and, you know, buddy-buddy with yeah. those guys. But, you know, I reported on, on that team and other teams for a long, long time. Yeah. And you get, you know, not you don't get close to people, but you're, you, you hear more, you see more. And. and and, and all that you can overcome a, a lot of that a lot of that stuff you don't get along but but the point i was trying to make is at some point even if you're not getting along you got to worry about yourself yeah you're doing it it's a business you're yeah. doing it for business you're underperformed because you don't like a guy you don't pass a puck because you don't like a guy no of course not. No. You know, you, you, it's too a much. business. It's you a have business. to perform well. You've got to work your ass off. You even work, it doesn't seem like they're all doing that right now. And you're never going to get 22 angels in a, in, a, in a dressing room, Ryan. No, but again. Personality. I think people, though, it goes back to the general conversation. I think of Canuck fans, again, with this start in mind, wondering about the mix of this group. Whether that's the, 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 the off the on ice, ice on dressing. the ice, yeah. whatever. Something seems off with this group of players and then you hear this story today think but, that but backs can, up can i say that worry. i uh, i don't believe that that's as much of a factor as what happens no. on the ice no right we, we can put disagree on that put, put it this way Let, if two players don't like each other and they're on the ice in the power play they're not not passing yeah well another. that's what i mean that's yeah. what don yeah. just no, said exactly. yeah, yeah. bow's wide open i don't like him no you're gonna pass the puck because at the very least you're doing it for yourself it's a business. You want to stay alive, uh, alive oh. in the business. Now, and by the way, and I don't have a quote in front of me, and I apologize, but I do remember this. Mike from Vancouver bringing up Nate Schmidt let it known on his way out, guys. out of here yeah. when he went to Winnipeg that maybe it wasn't all that great in Vancouver. Two guys. Uh, can, I, can I say this quickly? It was Nate Schmidt and, and Braden Holpe. When they got here, right. they just didn't feel comfortable with the organization and that's all that's all i'm going to leave it at that and it was just you know they came from diff different organizations yeah. who did well then be a leader suck it up and play well like i i i don't i i don't like that type of attitude no but it, if it's no it's no different though donnie if you left one workplace and went to the other well <laughs> i've had experience at that lately not, not getting fired or you know the station folding but if you actually left the place of work 
you might say, hey, by the way, you know, people think that that... How many times you know, have we left the radio station right. to go to... <laughs> him and Lots. I did that yeah. in 99. Was it 99? I when you remember. left after six months and oh, I left please. after nine months? Okay, stop it. Anyways, yeah. stop it. Anyways, we, we leave companies every day. You know, we're not going to get to this tweet that I... Uh, I yeah, get well, Donnie's tweet up. You took all the time up with this. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Big Rye's coming up next. We okay, can do maybe it there. We, we can do, do some of it there. Okay, Big Rye, the Twitter yeah. guy, uh, next. We'll delve more into the Canucks. Donnie and Dolly, the team, on check. Able Auction specializes in helping British Columbia-based business owners close their business and sell their assets in a timely, orderly manner. Online events for everything from machine shop and manufacturing auctions to industrial equipment, retail inventories, or any other type of business assets, Able Auctions can help. For a free confidential consultation on getting your business assets sold, please email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ablaauctions.ca. Just before we get to Big Ride the Twitter Guy, Delaney's OK Tyron Langley inbox. It's hopping, it's popping, it's bopping. <laughs> Unsigned. Hopi and Schmidt came during COVID. That was a weird time yep. where you couldn't really hang out away from the rink and bond with teammates. That's a, that's good, a good point. point. We don't know if that's true or, or, or not, but it, it is a good point. Strange time, strange times for the Canucks. Although we do remember in the 2020 bubble during COVID, Canucks did pretty well in the postseason. And, yeah. I, and I can confirm this. Um, I think it's Ash wrote this in in the uh, inbox. Delaney's okay, Tyron Langley inbox. And I'll just confirm it right now. He says, I've heard rumors Donnie and Dolly production team is very clicky and dysfunctional. And it's true. We, Derek we, and I don't hey. get along. We're very clicky, the two of us here in the production team. We, ha- we, we have our fights. Yeah. We, we have our disagreements. We have our clickiness. <laughs> we, we, whatever the hell you just said. Yeah. Clickiness. We have that. Apparently we, we also we, have crown. We... <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, I do confirm that. Yeah. And like we know when it gets dysfunctional around here, this guy goes so quiet, and silent. Who does? You don't say a word. You give us the silent treatment. Oh, it's really embarrassing. That is not true. <laughs> oh, it's lie. True. Big, yeah. big round. The Twitter guy brought to you by the Vancouver Warriors. The Warriors lacrosse season is around the corner. In fact, their home portion of the season kicks off December the 16th versus the Calgary Hitmen. You can get your club membership today for as low as $25 a game and kids memberships for as low as $15 a game. Memberships include a ton of benefits like a free Warriors jersey, members-only club section, and ultimate ticket flexibility. Get all of the details at Vancouver Warriors, or sorry, tickets.vancouverwarriors.com to secure your membership today. There we go. Taylor last night, uh, almost 500 responses to oh, very a tweet, tweet of his. Uh, if you're not following well already, you should do so. You'll get a lot of amazing content. At Don Taylor 5. The pants stripe uh, tweet has taken it, off. It, it's, like still, it's still exploding. So he very simply, after the Canucks game last night, another loss. At least this one got to overtime. Let me hear from you, Vancouver hockey fans, is what Taylor yeah. put out. So, again, almost 500 responses on the tweet. So, we're going to run through a few of them right now. Eric said to him, Donnie, I am sorry that I hate, hated you uh, when you said the Miller contract is bad and the Canucks should have gotten more draft picks instead. Please accept my apology, and I am on your side now. Taylor converting people to the side of a rebuild, basically, mm-hmm. is ultimately what Donnie is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Eric. That's Eric, I accept your apology. Yeah, that's, that's very nice of you. Uh, I hope I'm saying this right. This is Farin, 
I think I'm saying that right. Turns out this year's team was just the previous one with a shiny new paint job, except the paint is already peeling. Surely we Ooh, see the good. real Trader Jim before the month is out. I can't see him not wanting to shake something up. I, th- I think a lot of people feel like that. Like, all we heard about with Jim Rutherford, and I know he's not the general manager, it's Patrick Elvin, but all we heard about out of Pittsburgh when Rutherford signed Bold on moves. here, man, it, it worked out to a trade a month when he was in Pittsburgh. He's always tinkering. He's always doing this, doing this, doing this. And I think Canuck fans are kind of like, hello. Okay, the, the, uh, cap, the cap hurts. The, the cap, hurts. cap hurts. I He's got a million bad contracts. He yeah, just got yeah. here. Give him time, Ryan. I, I, no, I understand all of that, Rick. But look at it. I mean, ultimately... They found a way to move out Jason Dickinson's contract. That was a bad contract. Well, it, they had to attach a second. I, I, they had to attach a second round pick to it to get rid yeah, of. Yeah, but the urgency all of a sudden sprouted up. Got to move this. Yeah. Can't have this. But the, I think the frustration for people. And, and by the way, one of the real uh, the, the moves he made that kind of came out of nowhere uh, was involved Tyner Pearson. Dermot. Yeah, Get, getting well, oh, getting oh, Tyner Pearson yes. and yes. trading Carl Hagelin yes. to, to L.A. Yes. And then Pearson for a good brand. So there, there, there was a, yes. a, a lot there. So he's got a, a Pearson uh, uh, again. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people wonder. There, I mean, there's names I think people circle on this roster that they wonder about their futures. I mean, Garland clearly. Well, Horvath's got to be one with his contract status. Right. Status. But the frustration for people is that, and Craig Button's been talking about it for months, the defense needs help. Yep. I mean, real help, significant yep. help. They, I, I can tell you again for the millionth time, they tried. They poked around some big names. The prices are high. But you know what? The, what I think what also bothers people is that they've got this real strength. They've got three quality centers. Centermen up no matter what you think of them, a lot of people think highly of Horvat, oh, Pedersen, big time. Big time. Miller. You've got the strength. Why would you not take that strength, one of tra- trade one of them to, to address a weakness in your defense? Or like as that's I, frustrating for people. Or as I had somebody say to me uh, last night, uh, you, you know, and Mikheyev, by the way, was Donnie is, is going to be a good addition. But why didn't they use that four or five million on a defense? There you go. There you go. That's... That's, again, I think what people... Because, yeah, okay, Rick, maybe trades were a lot... Speed was an issue. They came here and they said, speed, this team's too slow. Okay, but... So that's why McKayev... Let me ask you this. What's a bigger issue? Team speed or the defense? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something It was the defense. So why didn't you use that money somewhere, somehow, and and do it? Because the flat cap trades... Tougher to do. I understand that. Is there another response? There was one other one. Uh, I, I don't even know how you would say this person's name. But this was one of the responses... Uh, Rick, if you want to mention the uh, name again. Uh, DeBizoc. That's not bad. I think you might be right, actually. DeBizoc. Yeah, that's common the sense. best you've ever done. <laughs> common sense tells you that's DeBizoc. A child of fork. If you're now anyway. he's going to text us saying it's something exactly. else. Exactly. Uh, I think it's a Pennsylvania <laughs> River. Uh, this, this person responded, I checked out as soon as they signed JT long-term. Jimbo's gone, and it's still the same old story. We are destined to forever finish 15th to 25th. Ooh. Never a top-end pick, never a proper rebuild, never any tangible excess until we finally have an ownership change. The Bizar coming in hot. Both barrels loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the tweets, uh, uh, probably a lot of the replies that we received last night had to do with the worst word you can possibly hear if you own a business, indifference. Indifference. Followed closely by apathy, kind yeah. of the... The, the same thing. And what do we what have we said on the show a million times? Opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. Yep. When, when people are criticizing you and they're pissed mm-hmm. off, 
it's not great, but at least they care. They care. They when care. apathy sets in and they're indir- indifferent, and we've seen it before here in the mid-'80s, Messi era, people stop showing up because they don't care. That's when you have to worry. We got a lot of that. Also, a couple of people uh, talking about how maybe they missed the Travis Green bag skate. And Saturday night, if they lose, after losing in Minnesota, if that happens, look for a jersey to be thrown on the ice. Ooh. Well, or heavy booze. Well, that happened last year. Yeah. Well, Lee's got booed uh, the other night. Green yeah. Benning. Uh, but uh, Jim Rutherford's very patient guy. Guys, I know everybody wants to coach and change this stuff. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, very quickly, I'm going to move on to something else. But uh, Eric and Chilliwack pointed out, I said the Calgary Hitmen against the Warriors. It's the Roughnecks, of course, for lacrosse. Mm-hmm. So I screwed that up. So I just wanted to fix that before we moved on. Any further. No respect for Canada's national summer sport. Uh, yeah. That was just a slip. That was just a slip. Okay, uh, in uh, Jersey news, which we like to do on this program, uh, today... <laughs> Adidas Hockey, along with every NHL team, posted the first teaser. This was all it was for every team with different colors. I haven't seen this. Uh, this was the teaser for the reverse retro. This is the video. This is it. What? It's a teaser. It's a trailer. It's a, you know, drum up interest. Ooh, what's this about? No, the, I was expecting to see a little shot of a uniform. No, no, no. So, okay. So, this came out at Bad. 10. Hold Bad. On. This came out at 10. Last night. From everything. Get no, back to no, the past this morning. Race. This morning. No, <laughs> actually, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock our time this morning. At 1 o'clock today, I'm expecting, from what I'm hearing, there's going to be another one of these videos with more okay. jersey detail. Okay. And Good. then tomorrow, officially, the Vancouver Canucks, along with every other team in the NHL, are going to officially announce the reverse retro, which I have a photo of, of course. It's already been leaked. This is what we expect to see from the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow as the reverse retro jersey. I'm a fan. This season. So, harking back to their Western Hockey League days, yep. which you have no respect for, Ryan. I exactly. never said that at all. I just simply said they could get a little more creative based on other designs I've seen around the league where teams have gotten creative with their looks or they've gone That's to, a nice jersey, though, right there. That's a good-looking jersey. And it's been done clean. by your AHL team. Yeah. It's been done. Well, yeah. like this just in. The Canucks own the AHL team. Yeah, yeah. so what? Well, you say it's been done by the AHL team. No, it's been done by the Canucks. Yeah. yeah, which is exactly. also the name of the HL Exactly. Team. But the Vancouver Canucks were Do I, this just in, probably responsible. Be creative. This isn't flying V. Use a look actually, you haven't a- used. Actually, if you look closely, this logo is slightly different than the Abbotsford logo. Why? Because what? The shading's different? I believe the pants are different. It's basically the same. Well, honestly, okay. my favorite part of this jersey is the throwback hey. orange NHL logo. Yes. That's my favorite part the of the color. whole thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, do we know? Are they saving those discarded pants, pants with the stripe? No. For these jerseys? Different jerseys? blue. It is a different blue. I, and this if I was darker. to get, I, I bet it's a navy blue pant, and they go with a color rush. Navy socks, the whole nine yards. I bet it's like all But I, I do like the fact that, and Ron Toigo will agree with me. We've talked about this b- before because he's done the same thing with the Vancouver Giants, yep. that they're showing some respect from a great era in Vancouver hockey, yep. and that's the old Western Hockey League. Uh, they're that, showing some respect. Fine. It doesn't get enough but respect. But done it. This is good. They basically did it with the this, Abbotsford this Canucks. Call. I don't have a problem so with what, it at all. Ryan, what do you want? The different. V? Yes, something, like I say, creative, out of the box. Ryan. Go with go with the flying skate in blue and green. Go with the flying V in blue and green. 
Go with the the flying skating millionaire. No, okay, you're stealing my ideas. No, no, but I'm just saying all. this and is like the easiest, the lowest hanging fruit yeah. in the boardroom. I Let's don't go think with it that. It is. It is. The lowest hanging fruit was what they came up the last okay. time with their first retro. That, okay, that's like let's take the worst so this is the second lowest Canuck history and pay tribute yeah, to it. That's that's versus this. That's fair. You know, and although the late great you know, Andy Bathgate, Kiki Mortson. Len Lundy. We have a uh, J-Pad coming up. I said Lundy. It, it, it's funny. <laughs> That's an inside joke. It, it's okay. funny, though, Donnie. Like you that. ripped that Sprite reverse retro they had last year, and yet... I know they sold. At Rogers Arena, you see quite a few of them. Anyway, J-Pat is coming up next, of course, from Rinkwide, Sakaris of Price. Good Nobody guy. covers the team like Jeff Patterson, and he does it with us next. It's Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Okay, uh, just ahead of Jeff Patterson. We good, Ryan? You give me a quizzical look there. Quizzical? Yeah. I've never heard that That's word. the biggest word I've ever used in well, my life. <laughs> quizzical. I've I never heard that I think I said word. refrigerator the other day on the, uh, on the show. Quizzical. Yeah. All systems go. Donnie and Dolly presented by, as always, Able Auctions, ableauctions.ca, as we bring in from Sakaris and Price, the Rinkwide podcast. In the wake of the Canucks overtime loss in Columbus last night, Jeff Patterson, how are you, sir? Uh, Donnie, I'm all right. I hope you're okay with the horizontal stripes here. I, although I kind of feel like maybe we should all just tape some white down our jeans and sell yeah. stripes for, for the Vancouver Canucks these days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's somewhere along the line the Canucks can discard those pants in a, an extra room at, uh, at Rogers uh, Arena. If you're just tuning in, people have no idea what I'm talking about. We'll explain later. Uh, Jeff, uh, four straight multi-goal uh, leads blown to start the season. Who gets the blame? There's enough to go around here. I don't think you single out one person or, or one group here. I know we've got the poll question, I think, from ownership to management to the coaching staff mm. and ultimately the players. And, and look, I think the frustration for me, and I'm trying to speak on behalf of the fans here, we, we cover this team win or lose, or yeah. I guess right now we cover them lose or, or overtime loss. But uh, regardless, <laughs> we're, we're going to keep covering this hockey club. But for the fan base, they were promised something different, that this year was supposed to be the year that they take this big step forward, that they learn from their mistakes of a year ago, and that those issues had been addressed. And, of course, they come out and they throw up all over themselves in each of the first four games. And the problem is they haven't really had an off night yet. And over 82 games, you're going to have some nights where you simply don't measure up to your opponents. They have played well in spurts in all four of these games to get those multi-goal leads. And then they flush them away. And so I think that, mm -hmm. you know, there's, I, I, I get the panic and the angst and the anger and all of these emotions that have been stirred up four games into the season. It's incredible. But people want something to believe in with this group. And so right now, like you've seen it on social media, the last couple of games, oh, they get the, the multi-goal lead. Nobody thinks that they're going to be able to see it through. Nobody's got confidence in, in this team. And, and pretty clearly, the team itself doesn't have a whole lot of confidence once it gets up. Last night, a new wrinkle when they squandered the two-goal lead. And then they took the lead again in the third period, but couldn't make that stand up. And then they lose in overtime. So I, I don't like the noise around this team right now. You know, three games in, a player's only needing, and the coach calling them mentally weak. And then four games in, you're scratching a $5 million veteran. And really, one of the few guys that has showed up and competed and played hard and, and literally fought for this team, Kyle Burroughs, takes on Nick Delorier, one of the toughest customers in the league. And, oh, yeah, he scores a goal in that game, too. And then he, he plays 24 minutes in Washington on Monday, yeah. and he can't get the lineup so there's just an awful lot that doesn't make sense right now and on the Connor Garland front 
has Connor Garland like blown the barn doors off this team in this league in the first couple of games? No, but he scored. There's a long list of guys that can't say that they've done that. And the other line numbers are really good. But here's the thing about Connor Garland. He hasn't been on the ice for a goal against. And what's That's the biggest it. issue right now is mm-hmm. it's play in its own zone. It's play without the puck. They gave up six in Washington on Monday night. Garland Gar- Garland wasn't on the ice for any one of them. And you pull him out of the lineup, I don't like the messages that are being sent. And I do wonder about the way that they'll be received in that locker room. Uh, one guy, I, I want to try and be positive because we're going to get uh, uh, tweets and texts, uh, negative media. Don't worry about that. Uh, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> Elias Pettersson, uh, his 100th goal last night, six points. You can honestly say, Jeff, he, he has brought it every game. And, and you know, he is now the quickest, second quickest Canuck to score uh, 100 goals. Uh, Pavel Burry did it in 154 games, uh, Patterson in 249. But what are you seeing out of Patterson so far this year? Yeah, a lot to like. He had the three points in Washington. Like He got a great bounce off the end boards, but he he, took, he was in the right spot. And then he added a couple of assists against the Capitals. And then, you know, in on the first two goals last night, loved the pass on the uh, shorthanded uh, two-on-one with Bo Horvat. Yeah. And I loved, his anticip- I loved his anticipation on his own goal. Like, Pod Colson's shot goes wide. Any guy that was on the ice could have got across that goal mouth, but he was the only one that anticipated where that puck was going to be and put himself in a position to, to slide it home. And so you're right. Like he's been invested from day one of training camp through the preseason. There was that night in the preseason against Seattle where Kuzmenko scored a couple of goals and the city sort of fell in love with Kuzmenko. But without a doubt, Pedersen was the best player on the ice in that preseason game. And so I think we saw flashes in exhibition action. Uh, Odin Abbotsford, the night that he went head to head with Connor McDavid. Uh, and, and then has carried that on. So you're right. If you're looking for a positive there, I think Elias Pettersson has done his part, and that's a great sign for him and the hockey club. You know, Bo Horvat with uh, two goals last night, one in Washington, so he's already doing Bo Horvat things. Horvat has scored 23 goals in his last 41 NHL games. Like in a contract year, uh, I know his agent was on with you guys and talking about being a, a number one center. He's on a 46-goal pace over his last 41 games. Uh, you know, so Bo Horvat's performed i think reasonably well when i look at this team though uh jt miller has underperformed let's be honest yeah, the first four yeah. games uh, both ends of the ice quinn hughes just doesn't quite look right guys they are leaning on him he's playing so much he's second only to drew doughty in average ice time for the first week of the season you know he was out there for two and a half minutes of the three minutes of overtime last night and the the, the overtime winner a minute and 26 second shift like and i get it he is their guy and you want him on the ice but at the same time uh, he just doesn't look right ever since getting his face raked by Evander Kane on opening night in Edmonton. And the other guy, and I know he didn't play last night, but Thatcher Demko certainly hasn't looked like the team MVP in any of his three starts so far. And so if you're getting subpar performances or even average performances from JT Miller, Quinn Hughes, and Thatcher Demko, it's going to be really difficult for this team to find success. And yet they have put themselves in position to have success in all four of these games. It really is mind-boggling that they haven't been able to see one of them across the finish line. Yeah, nothing wrong with the way Spencer Martin played uh, yesterday. Uh, Tyler Myers returns just over uh, 22 minutes. Your report card on what he was doing on the ice. Yeah, you know, the Canucks didn't have to do a lot of penalty killing, but uh, he just brings that length and veteran savvy, and I do think that you know, he'll shore that up and getting Ilya Mikheyev into the lineup as well. Uh, you know, I like the fact that Bruce Boudreaux went away from Miller and Lazar to start the penalty kill. He went with Horvat and Pedersen. 
And they end up scoring a shorthanded goal, not their first time out on that penalty, but it's kind of like a batting order, right? You put your guys at the top of the batting order, they're going to get more at-bats. And so Horvat and Pedersen got a second turn on that first shorthanded situation, ended up scoring. But you asked me about Tyler Myers. Uh, I, I do think, and I know he's not everybody's favorite in this market, and when the mistakes happen, they are loud because he's so big, but... I do think that he's got a veteran presence. I believe that there is respect in that locker room. And I was a little worried for him. He flies commercially to get to Columbus to to be able to play in this game. And then he blocked that shot with his wrist. And I thought, oh, man, like all that hustle to get into the lineup. And and I was worried for him, but he was able to stay in the hockey game. Uh, They need some stabilizing forces, quite simply. And you just want to believe that at some point here, uh, you know, they'll continue to do the, the good things that put them in front of these games, and then they'll be able to figure out the defensive side of the thing. But, uh, Donnie, the problem is, like, this is it. Save for Travis Dermott, mm-hmm. this is the Vancouver Canucks. What you see is what you get, and what you've got so far, uh, I don't think anybody can be happy with. And so, you know, early on, those first couple of games, it was, well, you know, Mikhaev's still out and Myers is out. And, you know, those guys are back now, and they still couldn't get it right last night. And so... Uh, there's no heroes waiting to ride in on a on a white horse. It's just it doesn't work that way. And, and Travis Dermott, when he's ready, yeah, he'll play. But then they're going to have decisions to make, not just about the six defensemen, but the roster. You know, what happens to a guy like Kyle Burroughs, who's given it everything, and that's not enough right now? And then, of course, Jack Brathbone uh, still waiting his turn patiently, and you wonder where that storyline is going to go. So, uh, again, there's just so much noise around this hockey club. And you know what quiets the noise? Winning. Mm-hmm. But they go into Minnesota – then they come home, the home openers against Buffalo, and for the last decade, the Sabres have basically been the free spot on the bingo card. Well, they're 2-1. and one. They won in Edmonton last night, and I think they think that finally, after a, a dark decade, maybe they're going to get some traction. And then you look beyond that, and the Canucks can't afford to look beyond Minnesota, but we can. If you just step back and look at the schedule, Carolina's in here early next week, Pittsburgh at the end of next week. Like, you know, there's some daunting opponents coming up on the schedule, and right now, I would say all 31 teams in the National Hockey League are going to pose problems for the Vancouver Canucks if they continue to play the way that they have played, at least in spurts, particularly mm. in third periods here in the early going. Thanks for reminding fans about that tough schedule coming up, uh, Jeff. Just a ray of sunshine. Appreciate it. But you're a ray of sunshine for us all the time. Bring the heat. We, we appreciate it. Jeff, thanks so much for this. Yeah, well, we'll see you guys in a week, and apparently we'll see the sunshine in about six months because yes, I think uh, yeah. this extended run is officially over. Let's hope that the Canucks' run of losing uh, comes to an end here pretty soon. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, Jeff Patterson from Sakaris and Price and the Rinkwide uh, podcast. Can we go to break on a clip? Is that okay? Can we do that here? We can. Okay. Uh, he, he brought up uh, Tyler Myers, and the one thing that uh, and I thought he was strong last night yep. definitely uh, made a difference on the PK. All, all of that uh, played over uh, 22 minutes. But Tyler Myers is really well-spoken, and you get the sense. And we talked earlier about the problems in the dressing room. Yep. I don't think Tyler Myers is, is part of that problem. That's the sense I get, and yep. you, know, you, you do hear things. He seems like a leader uh, whenever he talks. Whenever he's talked about, here's Tyler Myers about his team. And this is this is obvious about his team having to learn at this point how to play 60 minutes, or in the case of last night, 60 plus minutes. We'll go to break. Poll question coming up next. I think we have to get better at playing the right way on a more consistent basis throughout a game. Um, you know, watching the first three, and then tonight we do a lot of good for a good chunk of the games. And then, you know, we have mental lapses here and there that are costing us. 
and we got to take a look at them and we have to get better from them quicker. What does uh, playing the right way mean to you or the team? Just defending first, doing the right things on the defensive end. Uh, we have so many guys on the team that can put up offense for us. We have really dynamic players. You know, the, our goals for are not the issue. Um, we got to do the little things in terms of sprint, sprinting back into position defensively, making sure we're in the right position to limit those grade A chances that they're getting. And we got to we got to flip a switch with it because it's obviously not working. Donnie and Dolly, the team is supported by AbleAuctions.ca. Closing your business, we can help. That Dubai sock. Dubai sock. That guy's a good guy. Yeah. What about but him? But his submission into the Delaney's OK tire in Langley inbox is getting a lot of play. We still don't know if we have his or her name right, yeah. but it's getting a lot of play. By the way, Delaney's OK tire in Langley inbox, we have so many submissions today. Oh. It's emotional out there for Canuck Nation. We hope to get to as many of them as we can. Is it just me coming up in a couple of segments? Bet99.net poll question. Rick, did you know? That every game starts oh. at bet99.net. We got a new graphic today as well. Oh, really? Ryan, post well, up. We we saw that earlier. Oh, it, oh the, the the green in the 99? Okay. All right, look at this. <laughs> Our bet99.net poll question. Who do you blame for the Canucks' low start? The players, they're getting the bulk of the heat, mm -hmm. 58%. Coaches, not so much. Management and the no. ownership, side by side, 18 19%. Uh, so there you go. So obviously people feel that, let me sum, sum up here, if I may. People feel that the mix is, it, well, not hold on a sec. People feel that management has put together a decent group and that the players are not responding. Yeah. They can do, I think a lot of the criticism, that tweet that I sent out uh, last yeah. night, a lot of what we're hearing in the Delaney's OK Tyron Lang inbox, a lot of the venom is directed at number nine. In your lucky number program, J.T. Miller. J.T. Miller. And Which has happened before well, in this market. People have questioned his effort level. It's it's right now, it's the giveaways, the turnovers, on the ice for every goal against. That's 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 it right there, uh, Donnie. Um, remember the first eight goals he was on the ice for? Uh, Delaney's okay, Taryn well, Langley uh, inbox. Uh, unsigned. Sign the text, please, folks. Yeah. We want to give you credit. Not only was the incredible sulk on the ice for 17 goals against exaggeration I take it he was or is it he was responsible for them find a trade partner for Miller and try and get two number twos you won't get a number one yeah he's talking about a defenseman yeah that is there's a lot of that uh, out there rightly or wrongly JT Miller is taking a lot of the criticism and of course rightly or wrongly that has a lot to do with the way he sometimes comes across on the ice and the contract. Well, okay, so Miller, McKayev, and Kuzmenko last night combined minus seven, Donnie. Mm -hmm. Kuzmenko last night, uh, for me, hit a little bit of a wall. And we talked about the grind of the National Hockey League coming from Europe. Uh, his first back-to-back -back on the road and uh, looked a little bit tired to me. Uh, did, did not see a shift in overtime. Uh, Kuzmenko, he's getting, he got the bulk of the play on the uh, power play, which uh, he's been so f good so far. Uh, again, a reminder that Donnie Adolin is presented by Abel Auctions. Monday, October 24th, Abel will sell the contents of a large print shop, including two large capacity guillotine paper cutters that you used to use in elementary school. Uh, right? Great seven. A large outdoor cardboard compactor, 
large Air Kaiser air compressors, forklifts, print shop and binding equipment, plastic welding machines. There's a whole lot here and a whole lot more, like I just said. For info on this plastic bindery and print shop auction or to get your business assets sold at auction, go to ableauctions.ca, ableauctions.ca, business rec. All right, looking for a gift for a sports fan? How about an addition to your man cave pastime sports? The place to visit, check out the largest selection a sports memorabilia, autographed items, trading cards, and collectible games in Western Canada. Four locations. you got Langley, Metrotown, Tawasson Mills, a beautiful one out there. Uh, Guilford Mall, uh, brand new, by the way. If you can't visit them in-store, you can shop their massive collection online at pastimesports.ca. And as soon as Ryan gets to it, one day we're going to have some cards and stuff from pastime in front of us. Mm-hmm. Donnie, do you think they give away... Uh, uh, or do you think they sell programs? I wish they times? did. Uh, they must. You know, yeah. as a I've kid, got some old ones. I, I, I got to say this. As a kid going to the Coliseum, the first thing we do oh. is is run to the guy. Programs, programs. They were $2. No, they were $2, Donnie. And I just remember uh, you had to get the program first, and then you ran up to your seat, and you, you flipped and read the stories and, the, and, and, and you I looked agree. at the roster. It, the yeah. programs, they don't do it anymore, Don. Yeah. You go into Rogers Arena. You gotta, uh, you gotta pay five hundred bucks for a glass of water or whatever it is. Uh, they, they gotta get the programs back, Donnie. Mm-hmm. The programs. Yeah. Do are they big. still have the pamphlets? The Lions too. Yeah, they have the little pamphlets. It's not even close. No, I think. I close. think so. What do, what do people do like when they when you want to collect things? I remember I used to collect. Oh, this is me. I didn't have much of a life going on. Ticket stubs. Yes. Right. We kept our. Yeah, ticket I've stubs. got all of my ticket stubs. All of my tickets from all. Okay, the- this is when I was like ten. No, You're no. still collecting them. Yeah. It's just, that's a perfect keepsake. I've got a book, oh, like but a, everything's in your cell phone now. No, I've got like a binder that you could go oh. through. I've got oh, all my ticket stubs. First, Ryan, your tickets there. are in your cell phone. I know. Now. I know. I, we brought this up on the show recently. I hate that. That's one of the things. Programs that, are great. They, they they should give you the option if you still want a physical ticket to be able to get a physical ticket. Why? It costs some money to give you a physical. Oh, ticket. thirty three cents. You pay one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, the ticket. if there's fifteen thousand yeah, tickets, it adds it's, up. It's the you know. Let's not. Ruin the environment, save a tree crowd oh, as well. Uh, thank you. Sure. Yeah. As the but semi the guy, truck goes rolling into the arena with the equipment from the tour. But yeah, it's, and we're about the, to show the shot. Also, what kind of job are the Canucks doing when it comes to proper disposal? Let's see the shot of what they've done with the old pants. If you're just tuning in, <laughs> they're in some room in Rogers oh, Arena. Hey, hey. I have an update to this, by the okay, way. Okay, oh. let me just finish. They're, the the old pants with the green and white stripes that they've discarded for whatever reason. No respect for uh, team history. They've discarded uh, the, this the, the, these this these pants. I'll get there. And just thrown them in a room. There they are. And I said earlier, if this losing streak continues, go back to the stripe. Bring those pants back. I'm sure they're fine. Yes. Okay. So, so this is from Ryan who oh. emailed us. Another Ryan. Mm-hmm. He said two things. First of all, the pants and pant shells are usually available at the equipment sales every year. I brought that up. I wasn't sure yeah. if they did or not, but apparently they, they do. He also says the room of throwaway equipment is normal. Usually the old NBA away dressing room, and they're stored there until selling them. Or This is what's left of the Grizzlies yeah. is what you're saying. Or they need uh, room for an event, so probably when the Warriors start, they might have to move this stuff out. Now, but, go back to the <laughs> pant stripe. Take these, I'm sure these pants are fine. Wear them again. You get a win. You keep the stripe. Whoever, go back to the stripe. Whoever ruined in the inbox, though, this room must just stink. Hey? Taylor is going to find his way to the rink and find that room. Yeah. 
One of the all-time great uh, ads from, I think it was Molson Canadian. I don't know if they uh, help out check or not, but Molson Canadian. Remember the ad? It was in the 90s. You might not I remember. You, you were born in like 2001. 91. Was part of that I Am Canadian yeah, yeah, I drive that. that they had. Yeah. Remember the guy walking down the street and he had his hockey bag and animals were falling out of trees and behind him? <laughs> I do and, remember And passing that. out? Yeah. That was a great ad. Very good ad. Because nothing smells quite like. So are you saying. Oh, maybe a couple of things. Yeah. But nothing smells quite like hockey equipment. So are you saying if they go back to the stripes, all of a sudden they're going to turn on a win? Like, what's your point? That's what Donnie thinks, yeah. They're old, they're old three it's and fine. one. They got dressing room clicky issues. They got a multitude of problems, and you're worried about the pants. Okay, let's worry about something. You've got it? Oh, yeah. Here oh, we go. I remember this commercial. There you go. Good pull. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Uh, I don't know if that's politically correct these days, but yeah, that is most Canadian. Okay, good ad. A lot of people can relate to that. There's nothing like that smell. Well, <laughs> <laughs> don't get me in trouble. I wanted to talk. Look, let's do this. DTMZ is coming up next. Instead of going to the entertainment world, we'll do birthdays. But at the top of DTMZ, I think this is fair because we want to, you know, do what we can for a lot of the teams around. Uh, British Columbia. We want to talk about the BC Lions oh. and, and how optimistic things are uh, right now. So we'll do that next as part of DTMC. Donnie and Dolly, the team on check. Hey everyone, it's Donnie and Dolly and we're looking to partner with your company. We have several packages and price points to fit your budget and spread the word about your company on the show in our podcast and on social media. We'd love to get involved with your company. Call 250 250- 880-2282 or email advertise at checkmedia.ca It's 11.33 on a Wednesday morning. Donnie and Dolly on Check TV. Now time for DTMZ brought to you by the world famous Whistler Golf Club. Go see Big Al out there. Great track, great track. DTMZ brought to you by the Arnold Palmer Design Whistler Golf Club as Rick just said. Reminding group organizers uh, of 12 or more players that you, the group organizer, play for free to book your 2023 group. Uh, uh, is that a Gavarov? <laughs> to book it, that, that didn't work. To book no. your 2023 group hunting, visit whistlergolf.com slash groups. One of the reasons that didn't work, because yeah. you <laughs> I took a 10-second pause looking at the name yeah, to see it properly. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So you dollywalled the name. I did. No, Although, I got it right. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I do get the odd name right, right? Well, I mean, don't have to, I think the harder that, the name is, the more likely you are to pronounce that's it properly. earlier. I'm always in the neighborhood. <laughs> okay, so uh, BC Lions. We're going to just do a little bit of a left turn here. We want to talk about what's happening with the BC Lions. It's really optimistic. They're going to close out their season uh, with a game in Edmonton Friday, a game in uh, Winnipeg the following uh, Friday and and Rick, we got the visuals here. Yeah, Nathan Rourke at practice. We showed you some of him at practice well, last week. He was just throwing the football. He wasn't moving around. And this is nothing against Vernon Adams or anything like that. I think he has been solid, uh, replacing 
uh, Nathan Rourke, but there's Nathan Rourke moving around, it's the throwing feet, the football. It, it, if he can move and get out of the pocket and show them that he can do that, oh boy, Donnie. Mm-hmm. And if, they, if there is a storybook ending for the British Columbia Lions, it would be this guy coming in and, and leading them to the Great Cup. Yeah, I mean, he ha- he cannot put his career, his health in, in no. danger. And, and Rick Campbell, head coach of the Lions, uh, said that. Uh, but here's Rick Campbell uh, yesterday uh, talking about uh, Nathan Rourke. He is practicing. We just talked about that game in Winnipeg next Friday. And Rick says there's a pretty good chance that Nathan Rourke is going to play in that game. Definitely progress. The, the word I keep hearing from our medical staff is ramp up, is to not go zero to 100. So everything's going good so far. You definitely can see um, this week from last week, he's doing much more and moving around way better. So um, we are not going to play him this week. So um, we're going to give him another week to do that. But it's not a setback. It's a part of the plan of being smart. And he's going to continue to do more at tra- practice even this week, but we're going to hold them out from dressing for the game this week, but um, we'll see what the situation is and what happens the following week, but there's a very good chance he could be dressing and playing the next week. So extremely optimistic, but they have to be careful with what I would say is player-wise their number one asset, right? Number one asset. And, Donnie, I I don't know if you noticed this, but Winnipeg signed uh, Zach Laris, a quarterback, to three years, $1.8 Just a little bit. For you, it, and if the Lions do go to Nathan Works agent and say, hey, don't go to the NFL, stay, I think it's going to be something like that. Uh, but I would give more to Nathan Rourke than the Winnipeg gave to Zach Claris uh, to keep him and stay in uh, uh, Vancouver where he's going to be the starter. He's going to be the star of the league. If you go to the NFL and hold the clipboard, Donnie, that's your choice. Yeah, but his answer might be, I'm not going to be holding a clipboard. Okay. I'm going to be playing. Yeah, I mean, look, Rick. Doug there's Flutie, there's about Jeff, eleven Jeff Garcia, teams. Joe yeah. Cap. I mean, it yeah. has happened in the past before. Yeah. This guy seems very, very uh, special. But you're right. You got to give it a shot and offer offer him some CFL wise big money. I'd give him a million a year. Stay here, and then you know what? Go back down but to there's South. cap considerations. Yes, though, right? I, I I get. Well, they just gave Claris six hundred grand. They found the money. Okay, birthdays. And we'll get back to the entertainment portion of DTMC uh, right. tomorrow. Birthdays, nine of them, October uh, 19th. Uh, line set by Rick's Rickshaw Repair. Have we got a graphic? So, a uh, little update for No, you. no, he uh, texted us. Island Joe says he's busy. He's hoping to get it soon. But a very avid viewer of this mm-hmm. program and friend of ours emailed me this yesterday. This is from Dominic. He put together a graphic for us to use until Island Joe is ready. Oh, oh. Dominic, thank you so, so much, buddy. Shout out to Dom. Dom, for, uh, good guy. For, uh, for providing us with the Rick's Rickshaw Repair and Casino graphic. His shot, his shot at a graphic. Yeah. And Ontario, California, mm-hmm. it's located. And you have to have special tools for that, don't you? Yeah. Can you tell us about one of those tools? Where, are you talking about the Rickshaw? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Rickshaw tools. Yeah, what about them? Let's move on. <laughs> Let's go to birthdays. We've got nine. Let's Line go. set at eight by Rick. I'm ready. Rock and roll. Canucks senior advisor who in 1970 became the team's first ever draft pick. First ever draft pick of the Canucks. The Carnival Wheel. Former GM of the Blackhawks. Dale Talon. Uh, Dale Talon. What are you talking about? Co-creator along with Matt Stone of South Park. TP. Trey Parker. Voice of God. Voice of God. Actor and filmmaker who starred in Swingers, Chef, and Four Christmases. Great movie. 
Yeah, John Favreau. Actor and Harvard grad who played Dick Solomon on Third Rock from the Sun. He was the Trinity Killer on Dexter. Joseph? No, portrayed Winston Churchill in The Crown. Lithgow? Yeah. John Lithgow? Or as you said, Joseph well, no, Lithgow. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was on that show too, oh, right? okay. He's very popular. I, I never watched it. No, I never watched it really either. Former world heavyweight champion from Atlanta. The real deal. Had his ears bitten twice oh, by Mike uh, Tyson. Evander Holyfield. 1997. Blue Jays star from the Dominican. American League home run leader in 2010 and 2011. The bat flip. Oh, who was a Batista? Went back a bit there. Late actor who played Rick. This is right up your alley in more ways than one. Late actor who played Mike Brady, the dad on the Brady oh, Bunch. Oh, the dad on Brady Bunch, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good so, guy. As they just said. Yeah. What about him? His name? Yeah, yeah, that's how we play this game. Yeah, I don't know his name. Give me initials. <laughs> Give me initials. RR. No? No, oh, he he was a great dad on the show. Brady Bunch was great. Not I'm Robert not gonna, Redford, I'm not going right? to accept I that. I remember the, the wife, Florence. Not Robert Florence. Redford, right? Florence Henderson. Not uh, Robert Florence Redford. Henderson was oh, the oh, oh, I took a shot. Okay, you did, and I appreciate that. No, he wasn't a household name, but he was a good for that. Brady Bunch was a great show. You know everything but his name. Okay. Same last name as one of my kids' first names. Reed. Yes. Reed. Ryan Reed. Robert Reed. Robert, there you go. Okay, and this these are from another day because we didn't have many, so I don't know what day okay. it was exactly. But okay. late actress who played Joni Cunningham on Happiness. Give oh, uh, me Aaron. 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 Glass initial. M. Uh, Aaron. <laughs> Like Elvis, she was she was really good. Uh, Happy Days was the she, best. She had a real tragic. Uh, I ending. know she did, and it was very sad uh, what happened. Boxer uh, from Detroit won world titles in five different weight divisions. Joe Lewis, the Hitman. Joe Lewis, uh, 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 Hagler, Hagler. No, the guy who fought Hagler in an inf- or an inf- Oh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Fight. No, you're all around it. T H ha- Hagler, Thomas the Hitman Hearns. There you go. Thomas Hearns. That was a great era, box. Aaron Morin was uh, Jordan uh, Cunningham. Aaron uh, Morin, uh, she was yeah. so good. Yeah, and remember uh, Thomas Hearns. I think I've got this right. Thomas from Hearns. Detroit, and he trained at a place called Cronk's Gym. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bob Probert and Joey Coaster used to go there yeah, to get that. boxing lessons from the likes of Thomas Hearns. That was a golden era. Hearns, Hagler, all those guys. Sugar oh my Ray. gosh! Yeah, it was so. Hagler, good. Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard in there as well. Roberto Duran. And they would always be on the front page of uh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, and, and, it was and really I'm, good time. I know the popularity of boxing has dipped, at least in North America. Oh, it's not. It's not the same anymore. Well, in North America, it's it's still big in in you know uh, Central America, South America. I think overseas in, in England, but in North America, I mean, it was number one in the oh. first half of the uh, the twentieth century. Oh, big time. Right there, you know what? The sport was big. Of course, was horse racing, baseball too. Yeah. Want me to go on? <laughs> I wasn't around to cover them. I've heard things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it just me next? Lots of submissions to get oh. to. Uh, Michael Balzeri, a.k.a. Flea, is 60 from May of 1999 and the album Californication. This is Michael Flea and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Scar Tissue. On check, if you've got a Dolly issue, here's a Dolly Scar Tissue on a BC Wednesday morning. Oh. Yeah. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you 
Able Auction specializes in helping British Columbia-based business owners close their business and sell their assets in a timely, orderly manner. Online events for everything from machine shop and manufacturing auctions to industrial equipment, retail inventories, or any other type of business assets, Able Auctions can help. For a free confidential consultation on getting your business assets sold, please email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ablaauctions.ca. This is Just Me is brought to you by Quinsome Communications Group located in Campbell River. Love it. For more info, uh, visit quinsomecommunications.ca. So pleased to have them oh, so uh, aboard. Good. So good. Quinsome Communications Group connecting people like nobody else can oh. through technology. Can they connect you to the dressing room where the pants are? You have to explain that for people just to <laughs> like. <in>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Pictures. Okay. We got a few photos Let's to go. get to here. Okay. This is from Brandon. Our good pal over at the Waddling guy. Uh, Dog. Uh, and let me get the photo here. He sent uh, both Rick and I a note yesterday. Uh, Brandon did. Here it is here. Look at this. He said, this is Coquitlam Joe. Brandon's on the left. This is Coquitlam oh, Joe. Oh, yes. Who traveled all this way to visit us at the oh. Waddling Dog pub. And we thank Coquitlam Joe. And he's got the Donnie and Dolly hat. I don't know if he bought it at the pub or not, but he's got the hat. They are available there. They are available there. They're available at the Bayside as well. So uh, thank you, Coquitlam Joe, Joe, for your support and supporting the Waddling Dog Dog Pub as well. And uh, seeing Brandon at the Waddling Dog. Now, those are two sports fans right there. Guys, uh, look at uh, Joe Joe and Coquitlam, one of our biggest fans. Yeah. And so we got another one here, another photo here. Usually Dollywell does this. Of the pants room? No. Usually uh, Dollywell does this, but he's not on top of things. Nice. Uh, This is from Irene. She uh, sent us saying, just wanted wanted to let you know, I'm joining the show today after recovering from an injury. Thank you for the laughs. And there's the photo of you two hooligans on the TV. So there you go. I think you were talking about the pants. Is that a hospital room? No, I think no, it's a no, house. No, it's, it's, oh. it's, it's home. Yeah. Yeah, but she's the recovering. The submission said, I'm at home recovering from an injury, yeah. as I just said. You, you know what would have been good? Is it, You said an ankle problem? Just, just an injury. <laughs> are you listening to me at Are all? you listening? <laughs> well, well, I'm not. <laughs> what was That's quite apparent. <laughs> quite apparent. What's she recovering from? An injury. <laughs> no, we, we had, we had a submission was, earlier. Somebody's recovering from an ankle problem. Okay. Yeah, we so did. I thought we, it was the we, same person. We had that. I, as well. I don't think my, so. I my don't point know. was it would have been kind of cool to see the foot in I'm, front of the TV. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Yeah, especially if there's surgery and stuff involved. I don't need to see Frankenstein's well, probably foot. Probably a cast on it. What do you got? I, I got two things quickly. I got birthdays. Uh, Bill Rushton, uh, happy birthday. Listens every day up on the mountains in the forest industry. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm trying to get it in. Are you making that name up? No, Bill uh, Bill Rushton. Listens every day up on the mountains in the forest. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Why is funny? I don't know. He's in the mountains. I'm okay, gonna guess. Okay, we've we've established that. But he's listening on the podcast. If he's up in the mountains, because he can't have a TV in the mountains. All right, you could. Don, hey, Quinsom, Quinsom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You'd be it, fine. It, this sounds up north, oil patch type. Anyways, Don D from uh, Nanaimo. He's one of our uh, biggest. Uh, the oil patch. Uh, those are the hardest working guys. The oil patch up north. I was up. Uh, the good guys. Did you work in the oil they, patch? Uh, they go into the mountains, the camp for six months, come out, and uh, th- those are hardworking guys. What in goes the on there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Don D from Nanaimo, from uh, his kids and grandkids, a big fan of the show. You know this, Donnie. Don D in Nanaimo, his uh, family wants to say happy birthday. Happy birthday to Don D. Not yeah. up a mountain. 
No, he's in Nanaimo. Gee's from Surrey. Is it just me? But the smoke outside isn't from forest fires. It's from the Canucks season being burnt to the ground. Oh. Four games in. G's from Surrey, a regular as well. Yeah, he is. A little negative, but uh, anyways. Oh, the Lions uh, canceled the practice today because of the smoke. Smoke. Yeah. They had to go indoors. Brian from Nanaimo. So did they cancel it or no, they, did they move indoors? They, they went indoors and did a walkthrough. Yeah, probably in the weight room, right? Because yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. So this, uh, the uh, air quality is horrible. In it is Romania. very bad. Mm-hmm. So the BC Lions canceled practice because of that. Yeah. Brian from Nanaimo, is it just me, but maybe all this losing is good for the Canucks. The team will never be a cup contender the way it is. I say let the losing continue and the retool start. Yeah. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, people talking about a rebuild, which we've been going on, or some of us have been going on uh, about. There were a lot of submissions uh, w- with the tweet that I put out yesterday. Yeah. There were a oh. lot of replies talking about, hey, go for Bedard. Go for, well... But you're not guaranteed. Four games, four games. I would go okay. for Bedard if you were guaranteed and you didn't have to go through the stupid draft lottery, uh, Donnie. Oh, my gosh. There's a good one here. Go. Have we got Chris? It's a pitcher, Ryan. Chris in the couch in Valley? No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. You, you um, say Chris, the, I, I don't At 1132. It. It's so good. Go ahead, Rick. We'll figure it oh, out. Oh, is that the Tiger Williams one? No. Oh, Williams moving <laughs> yeah. in storage? Yes, it oh, is. Ryan, yeah. go in. <laughs> Okay, we got it? You got it? This is so good. Let me read the caption. You go, you go. By the time time I read it, Ryan will have the picture. Chris in the couch (laughs) in Valley, is it just me, or would the Canucks blow this lead as well? Oh, my God. Do you remember that game? Yeah, uh, 11 zip for the Canucks over the Calgary Flames. I think the largest margin of victory in Canucks history. We're going back to the 90s here. I apologize. You know what? I should know this. Uh, off by heart, and we talked about it not that long ago. But that is an outstanding submission. Do you remember 11 that game? nothing? Yeah, Canucks won. Just so you know. Yeah. Well, it was it was it was a record setter. Let's take a break. We'll figure that out uh, after or during the break, rather. Uh, we'll take a break. Wrap up the show and the poll question. Try to fit in a few more. Is it just me's? Donnie Dolly, the team on check. There's a new graphic for Bet99.net, sponsor of our poll question. Just before we get to the poll question, that 11-0 game, and I apologize for not uh, for not remembering the date, March 1st, 1992, 11-0 for the Canucks over the Flames. Flames actually outshot the Canucks, 30-28. Uh, Trevor Linden, Gary Volk, Sergio Mameso, each with two goals uh, for Vancouver. Wow. March 1st, 1992, the Pat Quinn Canucks. Poll question. Rick. All right, Ryan, let's uh, post her up. The Bat99. For the guys net. up the mountain. Yep. Uh, the Bat99.net poll question. Uh, who do you blame for the Canucks' low start? And it's overwhelming here, folks. 59% say the players' coaches are not getting any blame at all, mm-hmm. 3%, which is interesting because when you read everything you read, Donnie, it's is there going to be a coaching change? Right. So yeah. It's kind of interesting. I would think most people would say, and we talked about this earlier, if there was somebody who was going to take – the fall for this, it would be a coach or well, two. But are or fans three. asking that because... GM's not going anywhere. Rutherford's not going anywhere. The owner's not going anywhere. Are fans asking that because they think really? Boudreaux's doing a crappy job or because of what was said about him in the press conference last year and the fact he's on his final year? Well, I think I think fans more feel it's inevitable. Not it's the right, right move, it, but just the circumstances around Bruce that it's like, oh, they might just do this. He, yeah. uh, Rutherford is a very patient man. I'm just telling you, uh, if for those think that there's going to be a coaching change today or tomorrow, not going to happen. Bayside. Bayside. What's that? Business. All right. 
If you missed any of today's show, you can catch uh, full replays of Donnie and Dolly on the Check Plus app or watch your interviews on YouTube. Just search for Donnie and Dolly. All brought to you by the Bayside Ocean Front Resort, Oceanside in beautiful Parksville, the Bayside Resort, one of Vancouver Island's premier getaway spots. You call now to book your reservation. You mentioned Donnie and Dolly. You get 10% off your nightly room rate. Be sure to grab a Donnie and Dolly hat or T-shirt on sale at the Bayside. Book your island getaway today. At BaysideOceanFrontResort.com or call 250-248-8333. Outstanding. Is it just me, Jerry from the Loops? Is it just me, but Taylor could find the room with the pants, then head up to the shower in the upper levels to wash <laughs> off? Again, that's Jerry from the Loops. Man, we have so many submissions. Oh. Keep them coming in. We'll try to get to them every day. What an interesting, frustrating time for the Vancouver Canucks right now. They're in Minnesota to finish off their road trip. Uh, tomorrow. On behalf of Ryan, thanks so much for tuning in, folks. On behalf of Ryan, Derek, Rick, everybody here at Oh Boy and Check, I'm Don, and you're up to date in the world of sports. Thanks for listening to the Donnie and Dolly podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Donnie and Dolly for all the latest show content. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.